Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast with me, Lynn Stacey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victorious Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope and pray that it is a blessing to you and for you. And I hope and pray that whatever it is that you need to receive from God, that you are able to receive it um, from here on the Victorious Anointed Podcast on today. I want to say peace, love, and blessings to you. I hope and pray nothing but the best for you over your life. I hope and pray that whatever um, you may be um, traveling through in life, that you allow God to be there with you and for you. And not only do I pray that you allow him to be there with you and for you, but I also pray um, that you would just um, shine, that you would shine, allow your light to shine, allow your light to, to shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. It's so important for um, us to glorify God and make him big and make him known. We serve a, an awesome and amazing God. I mean, awesome and amazing God. And um, today I'm going to talk about just um, this, the healer, uh, Jehovah Roha, the healer. And um, we're going to uh, talk about five different things. I believe I have more than five, probably about seven, seven different ways to heal um, and starting with prayer. Um, so remain with me here on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast as we go through five things that bring healing. And here is today's affirmation. I am healed. I am healthy. I am walking in the abundance that Jesus the Christ died to give to me, died and rose again. That is today's affirmation. And I hope and pray that you will receive and claim that over your life. And not only that you will receive and claim it over your life, but you also um, walk it out by faith. Faith without works is dead. And so in order for us to um, be able to see the fruit of faith in our lives come to pass, that means that we have to put in work. We have to put in work past how we feel. We have to put in work past what we see. We have to put in work um, as if what we believe in know um is so god is um, going to bring it to pass and going to do um and sometimes you know in the midst of just walking things out by faith sometimes you know different things occur in life you're not seeing the results that you want to see sometimes um you take hits you take losses and different things like that and you still have to remain in faith and it's not always easy remaining in faith because sometimes you do get discouraged um you that's that's part of the journey sometimes you get frustrated that's part of the journey sometimes you get into a questioning phase and wondering whether or not you're going to be able to make it through. Um, but the thing about it is we have to remain steadfast and unmovable. We have to remain in faith, remain in faith, because ultimately it's going to be faith, the thing that gets us through and gets us to the point of breakthrough, gets us to the point of healing, gets us to the point of, of exactly being where God needs us to be. And so today we're going to talk about just five things that bring healing. I'm going to um, read some things to, to you and for you. And if you would like to um 
If you would like to uh, write them down, then I encourage you to do so. Uh, write the scriptures down and different things like that. And then you can go back and read them and speak life over yourself. Speak the scriptures over yourself and trust God and um, believe God for them. Believe God for them. Um, and so the first thing is prayer. And before we get into prayer, I also want to make it known that um, if you are interested in being a part of Lynn Stacy Studios and the Victoria's Anointed Podcast, then I encourage you to reach out to me, Lynn Stacy Studios at gmail.com. Um, I'm looking for different kinds of skill sets. And so if you're interested in being a part, then I encourage you um, to uh, let it be made known. And or if you know someone that is interested in media, uh, anything of the sorts and in the background, you can kind of see um, I have a, a piece that I did for my um, design, um, my design thing. Lynn Stacy Designs um, is also a part of uh, just something that I'm building. It's I feel like God is taking me through a process and I'm just kind of I haven't seen it done. I'm pretty sure some people might have done it. I don't know. Um, but um, I'm just kind of walking through my process with God and I'm seeing um, the beauty unfolding before me and how he just kind of has blessed my mindset to be able to see um, how to just build things and uh, make sure that it's in order and make sure that it's um, laid out in a way that is uh, that is um, for on standing that's rooted. That's rooted and we, we're going to be rooted and grounded. And then if we build anything and as it gets unto God, um, then it, too, has to be rooted and grounded, too. And so it's so important for us to make sure that um, Christ is the foundation. And then as he builds upon the foundation that the um, as he builds upon the foundation and allows us to build upon it, that it's so important that everything is built in the proper and decent order. Um, and so. Uh, I just want to kind of just lay that out there. So if anybody may be discouraged, I would tell you remain encouraged and keep on standing on what God has said. And if you're questioning whether or not God really spoke it to you, he will allow you just keep on walking um, and keep on praying. And as you pray, um, then he can give you the confirmation that you need to show you um, that he is um, present in your situation. Uh, and so here we are. And then if he needs you to change anything, be willing and open to changing it. Um, and so there are some things in my life. That I'm just kind of like, Lord God, is there something that I need to change? Up. Um, and so, um, and if you uh, remain consistent and dedicated to what God is um, wanting you to do and you have a desire to do it in His way and in His timing, then um, eventually things will work out just like they're supposed to. Um, so sometimes we just have to get in God's order and get in His plan. Sometimes, you know, when we're building and different things, not making sure, making sure we stay within that will. Um, so, five things that bring healing. Five things I'm going to talk about um, that bring healing, I believe. Uh, maybe I will do the all seven, all seven. I wrote in my notebook I five things, but actually I wrote down in a previous notebook that I was using to kind of build the structure. I wrote down seven. So the first one is prayer. I was talking about praying and different things. It's so important for us to communicate with God. And so I looked up what does it mean to pray? Because First Thessalonians 5 and 17 tells us to pray without ceasing, pray without ceasing. And so what is prayer? And I looked up, I believe it's the Britannical definition. I didn't, uh, the B-R-I-T-A-N-N-I-C-A, <laughs> that dictionary. And so I'm going to look it up online. It says an act of communication by humans with the sacred or holy and being God. I put being God. He's the sacred and the holy one. And so um, it's so important for us to communicate with God. Communicating with God actually helps us to become better communicators because um, we learn. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, is our trainer. And so we learn different things and techniques and skills just by interacting with God. He helps to make us better. He helps to make us, makes us whole. He helps to fill in the places that we may feel deficient in. Uh, um, and he makes them stronger. And where we weak at, he is strong. He says, let the weak say that I am strong. And I am strong and I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And so um, it's so important for us to maintain our communication 
beneficial with God through prayer. And why is it beneficial for us to pray? Not only does it bring healing, but I'm going to kind of get, go take you through an outline of just prayer because I believe prayer is one of those um, very real things because that's one of the things that starts in your heart and in your mind. And that helps you to really just stand in faith to help you fill you with the hope that you need in order to continue to walk in by faith. Because if you're trying to walk by faith and you don't incorporate God into your faith walk, you don't incorporate prayer, it's going to be hard to receive from God. So um, I looked up Christianity.com and I just found some things on there and I'm going to um, tell you a little bit about what they said and then I'm going to kind of go into my own um, reasons why it's so important for us to pray. And so the first thing that they say is prayer changes our focus. Prayer changes our focus. And why is it necessary sometimes for us to change our focus? Because sometimes we focus on things that are not helpful or uh, helpful to us and they're more harmful than they are helpful. And so uh, so it takes our focus and it says from focusing on earthly um, earthly things to focusing on God on, to focusing on God. Sometimes being in the world, you know, you get caught up in worldly things and it's so important for us to maintain our focus on God, on spiritual things. Um, the word tells us in Colossians 3 and 2 to set our affections on the things that are above and not things that are um, on the earth. And so it's so important for us to um, know that, um, you know, our affection, not seat of our emotions and different things like that, what we are wrapped up in is tender. the thing that we tend to give more attention to. And sometimes those are the things that sometimes can be detrimental to us and for us and for our health, too. When we begin to focus on high, on God, we're focusing on healing. I kind of kind of try to combine healing and God and God that hard, um, but we're focusing on health and healing. And so, um, it also tells us uh, where your treasure is, where your heart is. That's where your treasure is. And so, what do you treasure in life? Do you treasure God? Do you treasure the fact that um, do, you tre do you treasure salvation? Is that where your heart is, or is your heart on how much I can get um, in the time that I have on earth? Because we have to recognize and realize these things are temporary, and so we we have to, even though we are in a temporary vessel, we have to understand that we are also connected to eternity, and being connected to eternity that is the most important thing, which is why it's so important for us to focus on God. So um, it's so important for us to do that. Uh, and the second thing uh, from Christianity.com is prayer brings us closer to God. Prayer brings us closer to God. And it's so important for us to be close as possible as we possibly can get to God. And the reason being is because eventually we're going to have to go and live with him. And so it's good to um, kind of um, know him and for him to know you, uh, for him to know you. Uh, the third thing is prayer ushers us into God's presence. Um, there is the healing. Presence, God's presence brings healing. Um, God's presence brings joy. God's presence brings peace. It brings peace. Uh, prayer is a way to help others. And the fifth thing they say is prayer helps to calm us. And I can be a very, I can tell you that prayer is something that will calm you down. And even sometimes when you can't pray, you can push a praise out, um, a praise out, which is kind of, which is like a form of prayer is what I read once somewhere. It's like a praise. When I pray, sometimes I praise in the middle of my prayer. I just begin to um, pray. And the next thing I know, I'm singing, Lord, I love you. I love you love you. I love you, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord God, for your love. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. Because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I'll praise you. I'll lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Thank you, Father God, for this day. Thank you, Father God, for just giving me the opportunity to love you. Thank you for loving me back. Thank you, Father God, for breaking every chain off of my life. Thank you, Father God, for just uh, everything that you are doing, everything that you're working out, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for loosening the bands of bondage. Thank you, Father God, for everything. His presence is 
His presence is something that is a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing. Even his presence in this podcast is important and that there be no blockage and that there be nothing. So that's why he gives us the power to loosen, to bind and get that, develop that in prayer. Loosen every chain, loosen everything that's trying to stop and block it. Loosen everything, loose it. Sometimes you got to get bold with the enemy. Sometimes you got to get bold and just in your life in general <laughs> and binding up everything that's trying to bound you up. We bind it in Jesus' name. Prayer, prayer. Bind up sickness, bind up disease, bind it all up. So prayer, the presence of God is important. And we help others through prayer. We come, it helps to calm us. How do we help others through prayer? Sometimes it says, it, well, not sometimes, but the word tells us that one can chase a thousand, two can chase 10,000. So imagine what a room full of people can do. And when it says a thousand, talking about demons, so the things that kind of uh, are fighting against you simply because you choose to believe and trust in God. And so um, it's so important for us to understand and recognize that power is in prayer because we invite God into our lives. So prayer helps to calm us. The Lord tells us in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That was just verse six, and you can go read verse seven for yourself, <laughs> okay? Give you a reason to go look up the word if you haven't touched the Bible in a while. Go look up Philippians uh, four, six, and seven. Now, you get anxious sometimes. I encourage you, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, invite God into it. Invite God into it. And so um, that I got those um, benefits from prayer from Christianity.com. And then I had to come up with my own personal thoughts and examples because I believe I'm an advocate for prayer and I believe in the power of prayer. And I believe it's so important for us to pray um, and don't exit out of our life. It's going to be hard to be a Christian. It's going to be hard to serve God and you don't communicate with him um, because he's the source of our refill and our gas tank when it runs a little bit low. Um, so it's so important for us to be able to pray. Um, and so when we communicate with God, uh, we're going to keep on going. When we communicate with God, we are communicating with um, the one known as the healer. I got my notes, y'all, so I'm just reading, reading them out here. Um, the one known as the great I am. I am healer. The Lord heals thee. So in essence, we are inviting the presence of healing into our lives. Prayer keeps you connected to the source so that you will be able to receive from him with ease. Prayer provides you with the necessary opportunity to receive help from God and the answers that you need from God. And a reminder of Hezekiah and Isaiah. Isaiah is the uh, prophet and he told Hezekiah that he was getting ready to die. And uh, Hezekiah began to pray. Hezekiah began to pray. This is, this is the effect of prayer. And you know what God did? God gave him 15 more years. He he sent Isaiah back to he said he sent Isaiah back to Hezekiah before Hezekiah could I mean, before Isaiah could even leave the courtyard of the of the palace of where he was and he told him that to go to go and tell him that, that I'm going to sustain his life pretty much he gave Hezekiah 15 more years the power of prayer the power of prayer and furthermore in James chapter five verse thirteen it tells us is anyone suffering among you let him pray and sometimes you know in our suffering. Sometimes we like to withdraw. The last person you want to withdraw from is God. The last person when you are going through anything in life, I ain't going to say person being, I don't say the last being because he's more than a person. He's, he's God. <laughs> the 
The last being you want to withdraw from is God. He sees us in our suffering. So if anyone is, is anyone suffering among you, let him pray. Whatever situation you may be facing and going through in life, um, the Lord Jesus Christ is there for you. The second thing, so that was the first thing concerning bringing healing. You have to pray. Prayer establishes faith in our hearts and in our minds because it opens up communication to God. And so he gives us what we need when we are feeling doubtful, when we are feeling different things in our life. And it's so important for us to be able to communicate with him so that we can know exactly what he says. Um, so it's so important for us to hear to hear, to hear. So even our prayer time, if we have a hard time hearing, we can ask God to open up our hearing, open up our understanding, open up our eyes, open up our hearts to be able to receive from him. And if we don't have those things open, then we won't be able to receive. He needs an open door. And you are the one that has to open the door. He's not going to bombard his way into your heart. And so it's so important for us to do that. And praise is another thing that also makes it easier for us to be able to receive from God. And so uh, I will say the relationship that I have with God and that I've established with God was done in prayer on my knees. It started there in reading his word. And so in order for my understanding to be open and to unlock, I had to pray about it. The Lord tells us in Proverbs to seek for understanding. We have to seek for it. Um, it says seek for wisdom as precious as, as something that's precious. And if we don't seek for that understanding and that wisdom, then we won't be able to receive it because wisdom comes from God. And so it's so important for us to understand that. So the next thing after you get done praying. When you get done praying, then you're going to have to have some faith. Because if God gives you a word and he speaks something to you, then you have to do some works behind what he has said in order for the thing to come to pass in your life. If you look at the New Testament, every blessing, every healing that he did um, was done through faith. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith, your faith, your faith. It was all about them having faith and doing what God told them to do and doing what Jesus led them to do when he spoke over them. The man with the leprosy, um, Jesus didn't heal them when they asked. They have to get, he told them to go show themselves to the priest. And the word tells us that as they went, so that means they have to respond to the word that Jesus gave them in faith and do it. Sometimes we wait for God to do it. And God is telling us do this in order to get the blessing. And we don't want we don't want to do the work. And so since we don't want to do the work, we forfeit our healing. We forfeit our blessing. And that is not God's fault. That's your own personal choice and your own personal choice. It's like somebody constantly saying, I want to be a doctor, but they won't take the time to go get the education and training that they need. Uh, they won't go with the education, the training. They won't sit up under nobody, but they want to be a doctor. How are you going to be a doctor and say that you have faith that God is going to make you into a doctor, but you won't put the work behind what you're believing and receiving God for? And so one of the things that we have to do, we have to pray and we have to have faith that God can do, that God will do. And so this is the thing about faith. How does faith bring healing? Uh, the whole ministry, I'm going to go to my notes again. And I just said this. The whole ministry of Jesus was him telling folks that their faith was had made them well, had made them whole. They received their healing through faith. There was one man that says, Lord God, I believe with him now, my unbelief. And so what does that tell me? That means that he didn't believe that God, he believed and he knew God could do the miracle. He knew Jesus could do the miracle. He knew that he could perform the miracle. But the thing about it, he has to, he had to believe it for himself. And so what he was basically telling, telling him was, I need you to step within my deficiency in belief. And, and I recognized he had faith that I, he had faith that Jesus could um, be uh, to help him to help could help him overcome the obstacle that he was having in order to receive his healing. The man that was um, there was one man that was lame, lame and um, Jesus was um, um, uh, in a room in a, in a house. And, well, you know what they did? 
it was four of them. They took their lame man, cut up with cut open. This is what I mean. Prayer allows you to help others. They cut open the roof and lowered him down just so he can get to Jesus. He couldn't get to Jesus on his own. He had four of the men to help him uh, where he was weak at. And Jesus was able to bless him and heal him and make him whole again. And so um, you cannot blame any. You can't blame nobody else for the work that you refuse to put in. You can't do that. Uh, um, and so um, it's necessary. My thing is people relay information. And, you know, something that I've learned about business um, and just listen to different people talk. Um, you can have a whole room full of people and you can give them all the necessary tools, but you can probably only expect only a few of them to do it. So if you have a room with 100, expect only four people to only follow through with actually what you gave them. Even though you gave them all the necessary tools, most people do not put the tools into action and then wonder why they don't receive what it is that they need from God and we don't receive what they need from life because you didn't put in the works. Faith without works is dead. You can believe all day that God is going to do something, but until you put some works behind what you believe, that man that was like, help now my unbelief, you know the work that he put in, I reckon Recognize, realize that I have something that I have need of, but I, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about whether or not it's going to occur for me. So I'm going to open up to God about my vulnerability, so that He can be. I'm going to open up to Jesus concerning my vulnerability, and in opening up to Jesus concerning my vulnerability, He was able to step into my deficiency and get provide me with the faith. Him being faith for me in order to provide me with the blessing and the healing that I needed. And so it's so important for us to understand and recognize uh, that not only do we need to He communicate communicated with God. He communicated with him. And so that's why prayer is so important. And then he, he stood there in faith when the work and he received his healing. And so uh, Jesus gave them the tools for seeing miracles uh, and healings performed, trusting and believing and showing faith in action that God can do and God will do. And if you go to the stories and different things, some of them, sometimes we, when we don't, you can't just um, be like, I don't see the results that I want in the expected time that I believe that I'm worthy to receive the results in. Sometimes we be expecting stuff and we don't even go a whole day. And then the whole day, uh, we won't even go through the whole day and believing and trusting that God has done it. And this, so when there's a woman with an issue of blood that had it for 12 years, 12 long years, she was dealing with that issue. And it wasn't until Jesus showed up and performed that miracle for her. There was a man that was laying at the pool of Bethesda, had been there for 30 years, 30 years, waiting to receive his healing. And you, you cannot expect God, you got to understand the reason behind why God allows what he allows into your life. And that was, and the thing about it is if they would have received their healing, they might not have, we might not have known about them. But the fact that um, um, they they suffer so long to the point where, uh, you know, Jesus uh, stepped into their lives. Um, that is a miracle that we got to we got to experience with them. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, uh, the hem of his garment, um, she was unclean. And so the fact that she still pressed her way through the crowd uh, and, and really wasn't supposed to mix him with them. But she believed God enough to know that I can touch him. And so it's so important. Now we get that testimony in this story to know um, that she touched him of his garment. And you can read somewhere else where someone else touched him of his garment, um, that she wasn't the only one. And the thing about it is, I bet they got that from her because of the simple fact that she had the faith to do it. And it helped to encourage someone else's faith. So when you begin to walk by faith, then it helped to encourage someone else's faith. And so my thing is, you, you, you can't uh, allow people to just because of their lack of faith and just because they can't see, they blind. And just because they um, hard, they hard to hard to 
towards God, you can't allow that to dictate whether or not you will be able to receive from God. Because in my mind, I am going to receive from God. I've always received received from God. Some things um, are now <laughs> may have taken a little bit longer than what I'm used to, but I know one thing about it. He always responds. And that is what I'm holding on to because he has built that trust with me because I opened up myself to receiving from him. Uh, and I was open with him about my vulnerabilities, open with him about the different things that I was struggling with and going through. And I was um, just, I am delighted in him and just different things that the word tells us to do that allows us to be able to operate within uh, the necessary faith that we need to operate in, in order to receive the healing, the miracles and the blessings that we need from God. And sometimes uh, you have to cover other people too. You have to cover other people too. They don't necessarily believe if your faith is strong enough. He says, that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, a mustard seed, and some people's faith is the size of an almond. Some people's faith is the size, uh, um, is the size of a whole tree. Um, and so, uh, um, you you can't uh you can't judge somebody's um life based off of your little faith. If they, especially if they're not judging their uh, life off of your big faith. And so, uh, you guys kind of yeah kind of feel me on that. And so the first thing that you're going to need, um, prayer, you have to communicate with God. Second thing you're going to need is faith. You have to be connected to somebody, faith, faith somewhere, faith, faith, faith. Okay. And the third thing is forgiveness, forgiveness, Woo forgiveness. This one says, some people have a hard time with this one, <laughs> faith, forgiveness, but you're going to need it. You're going to need it because some of the things that affect you in life is, is directly tied to the fact that you won't forgive it. And if you keep replaying and you keep repeat, repeating it in your mind and you're expecting God to heal you. And it's kind of like ask God to help you to see differently. Ask, ask him to clear, clear your thoughts and clear your mind to see differently so that you can forgive and move on and move, move forward in your, in your faith. Move forward in your journey of life. And so uh, 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 forgiveness says uh, 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 directly choosing to let something go rather than grow Letting it go instead of grow in your heart. Um, grow in your heart. You want to know how people get bitter? Unforgiveness. You want to know how people um, not letting stuff go? You want to know how people get hard? Not letting stuff go. Refusing to forgive. And some people hold on to Some people will get mad at you because you didn't, you didn't for 10 years, they be holding a grudge against you because you ate the last slice of pie. That's how bad some bad, that uh, Go get you another pie. <laughs> and share with them since you like it so much i'm gonna share with you be like is there really a reason to hold a grudge against somebody it's 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 like the little that's like so so small but to them it's so big and they will hold a grudge against you what i have to do let it go let it go and keep moving forward do you not know that um, heart, you know, the heart conditions are um, the number one American, the heart disease is the number one killer of people, I believe, in the United States. I'm not sure if it's around the world. Do you know some of that stuff is directly connected to the things that go in on in your mentalness, your mental and your emotional state of mind, your emotional state of health, stress, unforgiveness, stuff like unforgiveness, bitterness. All those things are heart conditions, spiritual heart conditions that affect natural heart conditions. It ain't just the food. It's not implementing the thing, the tools that God gave you for health. Am I saying that everybody with heart disease have a problem with forgiveness and unforgiveness? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying there's a reason why you got to let God work on your heart. 
and y'all keep scratching the back of my head. It's not that it's itching. It's just, you know, I get a little uncomfortable spot sometimes. And so just kind of rubbing it a little bit. That's all. <laughs> so letting something go rather than grow. Stop letting, stop letting stuff that don't even matter grow in your heart and make you decide whether or not you want to hate a person or not. You mean to tell me out of 10 things this person did right, that one little small thing is what's going to help cause you to not go miss heaven because they accidentally stepped on your toe and they were, weren't even trying to. It was an accident. And you mad and you're going to allow that to sit in your heart and infest it. Because the Lord tells us, if you don't forgive me and their trespasses, neither will I forgive you. You mean to tell me that's worth you missing heaven over? That's worth you missing growing something better in your heart than just something ugly and nasty? So, unforgiveness directly affects the, your health and the health of your relationships. The health of your relationships. That's with family. That's with friends. That's with people that you don't know. Some people got so many trust issues due to unforgiveness. We're going to move on from that one now, y'all. But I believe it was so important for me to talk about it. I could really stay on that one for a little bit longer, but I'm not. Confession. Ooh, you got to confess. Sometimes you got to confess. Confession and looking, taking about two ways. James 5 and 16 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray. Here come prayer again. Confet, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. There's prayer again. Prayer again connected to healing. I will heal their land by them praying. Not just heal them, heal their land. Even my people. That's how powerful prayer is. It can heal a whole land. You want to see your land heal? Pray. Encourage other people to pray. <laughs> this says confess your trespasses to one another. If somebody trusts you enough to tell you something that they're struggling with, that is not your opportunity to go and just spread it all around like hotcakes. No, that's your opportunity to go talk to God about it in prayer <laughs> so that they can heal. That's how we help each other. So that they can heal, you can experience the life that flows. <laughs> you can experience the life that flows. Not only do we confess our faults, I'm not going to say talk to everybody about everything. I'm not going to say that. I'm not even going to tell them. Sometimes you can't tell people directly. Sometimes you need to tell them, I got something that I'm dealing with, an issue, and I need you to help me to pray because I'm struggling. <laughs> I ain't got to go into no details with you. <laughs> then we got to confess our faults to God. Sometimes God will require you to tell the specifics, but he only going to tell you to tell specifics to people that he trusts. And so um, uh, it's so important for us to, um, that's why it's so important for us to pray too. Desirement is part of the process. And then you got to confess your faults to God too. The Lord tells us, you know, he tells us he has a blueprint. Sometimes, you know, he says if you present your gift to him and realize there on the altar that you have a issue with your brother, go and get that thing right. Then come back and present your gift. 
The thing about this is forgiveness goes both ways. Sometimes you go back to people and they don't want to hear nothing you got to say, but you did your part. You did your part and then go and present your gift. And God will sometimes tell you what to do further. And sometimes it's just leave it alone. Sometimes it's keep on loving it. <laughs> but the thing about it is because you can't get hung up on it and allow them to stop your life. Because they don't do their part. You got to let God work on them to do their part. Then we make confessions with our mouth concerning faith. What I mean by that? We make confessions with our mouth concerning faith. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we speak life because we believe that what we speak is going to be so. <laughs> we have to confess the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to make confession that he is our Lord and our Savior. And Lord, to receive him into our heart. Confession is part of that process of receiving him as a blessing in your heart. Uh, so those are five things. And I want to give two more things. Uh, two more things. Let me make sure I'm looking at the right thing. Being committed to God, giving yourself to God. Giving yourself permission to cry. A desire for righteousness was one of them. But the sixth thing is, I'm looking at this, you guys. Being committed to God brings healing. Because then, you know, you're more committed to him. How can he not bless? We can see that through his relationships with his disciples. With then with Peter, he healed his mom. And then as the more Peter grew with God and kept walking with him, then he uh, paid his tax debt as Peter kept walking with him. <laughs> as Peter kept walking with him, he walked on water. As Peter kept walking with him, we can see that in the, in the life of just uh, walking with God. So being committed to him, being committed to God opens up the door for blessing and healing and miracles in your life. Giving yourself permission to cry. I'm going to end on this one. Giving yourself permission to cry. You ain't weak because you cry. Who created the emotion of tears? <laughs> I can see if you were just whining about everything. But sometimes there are some things in life that are painful. And crying is a form of release. I'm releasing. I'm releasing. If there's anything I need to cry over, Lord God, help me to release it. So that I can get over it. I don't like holding on to stuff. I don't find it to be beneficial to me. And I don't find it to be beneficial or helpful to the people around me. It's a waste of my time. But that doesn't mean that I haven't had to work through some stuff. It just means that I have to, I put in the work and trusting and believing that, God, you're going to respond to, to what I did. What's the desire in my heart? I want to let this go. I had to work to prove the process with him before I could finally release it. Some things have a strong hold on us. Strongholds. And it's going to take the anointing of God to break those strongholds out of your life in order to bring healing. So even though I, so we're going to go through these things again that I say can bring healing. I actually gave, oh, I skipped five, a desire to walk, a desire Desire for righteousness was the fifth thing, y'all. I skipped over that. A desire for righteousness. Why is it important for us to do do right? Do right, do right, do right. A desire for righteousness will cause you to forgive, will cause you to pray, will cause you to do these things, <laughs> will cause you to see God. Because I want to be right. That word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee. That I may not sin against thee. One of the things that Jesus told them after he healed them, some of them, uh, go and sin no more. 
because some of them were in the conditions and the predicaments they were in because of sin. <laughs> so if you want to bring healing to yourself, stop sinning. <laughs> Paul wrote it like this. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. They got free, y'all. They got free. They got a little too free. They had to realize they had to go back to y'all. We still got to lift up a standard. Can't just do everything. <laughs> Understand you got grace. <laughs> you got grace on your life. And it's because of Jesus Christ that you were saved. But we still have to lift up a standard because we show it, it shows our love for him. <laughs> By us continuing to walk in the commandments. It shows our love and dedication for him. So I'm going to go. I said five, y'all, but it's seven. So I'm going to go back over those seven things um, in order to be healed. And then I'm going to end this podcast with a prayer. First thing, prayer. Pray without ceasing. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, that's scripture. Then we have faith. The third thing is forgiveness. The fourth thing is confession. You got to forgive. You got to confess. The fifth thing is a desire for righteousness. The sixth thing being committed to God. And the seventh thing is giving yourself permission to cry. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you're working out on our behalf. Thank you, Father God, for the message, Lord God, that um, you have provided for on to, uh, us on today. Father God, give us the grace, Lord God, to be able to do the things that are necessary in order for us to be able to receive the healing and the del deliverance that we need, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for giving us the tools, Lord God, in order to be healed. You are the great Father, and thank you for working it out all in our behalf and on our favor. in our favor. Lord God, we speak that we are healed, we are healthy, we are whole, Lord God, and we receive that from you on today. We thank you, Father God, for giving us um, the ability to walk in the abundance of blessings. Thank you for everything that you have done. Thank you for breaking the strongholds off of our lives. You are the great Father, and there is none like you in all the earth. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray. Guess what I pray for, y'all? I pray that you will go forward and be blessed. I do. Hello, everyone. This is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If it's been a blessing to you, remember to like, subscribe, and share the page. You can follow me at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook.